Hi friends, this week we're doing a whole episode of What Would Leo Do? That's where you guys write in your situation and ask me for advice and I tell you what I would do in your situation. And I'm not here to spare feelings and give you advice that just sounds nice, okay? If I have to be rough with you and tell you the truth, I will. But it's because I love you and I'm looking out for you. So I'm gonna answer all of your situations like I would tell my old self and I'm mean to him. <laughs> But if you want a chance for your situation to be featured or you want to ask me for advice on something, the link for submissions for What Would Leo Do is in the description. So let's jump into this. I'm excited. And the first one already has me fucked up. Oh, so my boyfriend is in the military. Red flag number one. <laughs> We've only been dating since February, but I've known him since December. He's coming home from military training soon, but he wants me to move where he's being stationed in a few months. I feel like I'm going crazy or something. What do I do? Okay, the reason you feel crazy is because he's acting like it's not a big fucking deal. What he's asking of you is huge. So the thing I'm going to harp on is you said, am I going crazy? You're questioning if this is actually big or not. So I'm assuming homeboy is making it seem like, oh, just throwing away your life and just moving to come be where I'm at and accommodate me in my life is just no big deal. Yeah, I've known you for like two and a half days, but like come move and live with me. <laughs> If he's treating it like that and he's kind of like downplaying the situation and making it sound very easy, you're going to think that you're going crazy. You're not fucking crazy, babe. That's weird. That's very fucking weird. You barely know each other. I'm probably sure you haven't even pooped in front of him yet. Girls be taking their time to get comfortable <laughs> and you haven't known him long enough to assess his character and who he is and how he is. Like you don't know how he is in hardship and when shit's rough, like you don't know how people behave and if he's still going to care about you and like people switch the fuck up. That's just how they are in relationships. So my trust issue is going to come out and I'm going to project them at you to keep you safe. Bitch, what? <laughs> so you asked, what do I do? <laughs> Leo would fucking not. Absolutely not. I would never fuck with somebody in the military. I don't mean to be like rude, but this is the type of judgment they fucking have. This is weird. <laughs> But I know homeboy is convincing you that it's just not a big deal. That's why you're like, am I going crazy? So I would say that's a big red flag on its own. Like that's another reason why I would not do it. He is not tuned in to you, your perspective, what you're going to have to go through and what you're going to have to give up. He's just looking at it like, oh, just move where I'm at. That shows a major disconnect. He's not able to validate any concern, worry, fear, inconvenience you're going to go through. So that means he's not seeing it. And if he's not seeing it, you're going to have to prompt him to see it. That's not somebody you want to get involved with and live with. Someone you have to prompt to take a peek into your perspective and check in and see what the fuck you're up to and what you're feeling. No. Big red flag. Military red flag number one. Red flag number two is downplaying this shit like it's no big deal. And you know he's doing that. And I'm going to validate you again because you said, am I crazy? You are not crazy. He's downplaying it. Big disconnect. Get the fuck out. Break up with him. <laughs> I don't want to tell you to break up with them, but like I sure as fuck would. And let me go ahead and clear some shit up for y'all try and come for me and cancel me again. It didn't work last time. You got to try harder. I'm not saying all military people are bad, but the little boys in basic training and the girls and the theys and the thems, I don't know if they thems can get into the military, but the people who are in the basic training shit, they're being mentally broken down to be rebuilt how the military wants them to be so they can function for what the military's goals are. These are people who are not mentally like stable at the moment so if someone isn't like basic training or their first couple of years in the military they have no stability they're mentally so fucked up and it's on purpose they're being broken down by the military so i think to even try and incorporate a relationship during that time as someone in the military bad fucking move bitch 
just based off of the amount that you're having to take into consideration, all the new shit that they're trying to learn, all the pressure they're under, the way that their entire reality is breaking and being exposed to so many things, that's not someone who's like really ready for a relationship in my opinion. Some people are going to be exceptions. Some people are going to be able to handle it and be with it. But you got to assess that on your fucking own. Now, if someone is in the military and they're a lot further along with it and they're more mature and grown and can handle this shit and understand moving your life for somebody is not just like a little ah walk in the park go have lunch then a military person is safe maybe but a lot of them beat their wives <laughs> it's all that pent-up rage and trauma they don't know how to deal with so take some mma classes maybe get a concealed carry permit if you're gonna date one of them <laughs> i'm being an asshole at this point really i'm not because that's what i would do this is what would leo do Leo become locked and loaded. <laughs> okay, next situation. This person wrote in and said, My friend who's a girl got a boyfriend and she's been leaving me dry ever since. I told her that it was bothering me, but she didn't change anything. Withdraw. Literally back up. You expressed that you didn't like it. You expressed it upset you. If she looked at you and did nothing, she's basically telling you the way you feel don't fucking matter. I got a man. Okay? So, she just laid that on the table. She just communicated that by her actions or lack of action. So look at what the fuck she just threw on the table. Is that someone you want to keep putting effort and energy into? Is that someone you want as a friend even? No. Walk away from the fucking table. She just laid down her offer. You don't have to accept it. And you don't have to decline it. A conversation is clearly not up to be had. So in this situation, I would personally just pull away. Like just pull back. Like I expressed what the fuck I expressed. You acted how you acted, knowing the way that I felt. Now I'm going to act accordingly to how much you took me into consideration, which was none. So, you're getting the same thing back. I would say, just withdraw, do your own thing, find new friends, get some hobbies, get busy. Because when you have someone that you're close to, like a friend or a partner or anything, if they're a big part of your life and you have something go wrong with them and you don't really have anything of your own going on, all of your attention is going to be like fixated on it. Everything is going to hurt worse. Everything is going to bother you. When you're busy, shit don't bother you as much. Going and getting your own life kind of set up and have your own things you're working toward and doing will help you not feel so much of a void and so much like of an impact by her lack of effort to try and like be your fucking friend. You're going to be so busy with so much other shit. All of your attention is not going to be freed up just to focus on the person who was such a big part of your life. You have other things to occupy your attention. So you're not going to see all the little things that hurt you. And if you do see them, they're not going to hurt as bad because you don't have the time and the energy to invest into like reading into shit and over-evaluate situations. You're like, okay, yeah, you did some shit. Okay, I'm still busy. I'm going to go do my thing. It's going to impact you a lot less. So I suggest getting busy and withdrawing. Like you communicated. Now do what the fuck you want to do. Consider her to the level she considered you. People don't like that though. <laughs> You'll hear from her. I promise you, you'll hear from her. As soon as you withdraw your attention and energy and anything you're putting toward them, it's only fair to withdraw. Like she withdrew, so you withdrew. But she's going to notice when you withdraw and she's going to text you all of a sudden and put energy back into you. And I want you to stand fucking strong and be busy with your shit. This bitch just showed you how much she cares about you. Not as much as you cared about her because it doesn't sound like you would do that to her if you got a boyfriend. And if she came to you upset that she felt neglected, would you have just ignored it? No. So you deserve a better friend than that because you can be a better friend than that. So don't feel bad. And when she reaches out, keep it superficial. Keep it, hi, how you doing? I'm good, great, keep it moving. Keep it pushing, bitch. <laughs> That's what I would do. All right, next person said, 
I'm catching feelings for my situationship. How do I not get hurt? <laughs> Having feelings for someone is not the reason that you're hurt. A lot of people try to stop caring about things because they convince themselves the fact that I care about this thing is why it hurts. And I used to deal with this too and I'm sorry that we share that and I'm sorry that you look at caring about something and correlating that to being hurt because of it. You're not being hurt because you care. You look at the solution of like, oh, if I just didn't care, I wouldn't get hurt. That's not the solution. What I would do in a situationship and what I usually do is I will assess the person in front of me and if there is a situationship or there's a friends with benefits or whatever it is, literally get so clear in your mind of what it is. Okay, I'm just going to be having sex with this person. We're in a situationship. It's never going to go nowhere. I don't know why people get into that shit. It's a waste of fucking time. Girl, you're only young once. You only have one life. Why are you worrying about someone who can't fucking give you a title or like declare what they want from you? Weird. But just get very clear on the reality of the situationship or the friends with benefits because a lot of people ask about friends with benefits and how to like not catch feelings. There's going to be moments when you are intimate with someone where feelings come up. It's like saying, how do I touch a hot stove and not get burned? <laughs> it's a byproduct. <laughs> You're getting to know someone in an intimate way. So if feelings come up, it's not bad. It's expected. Now, what you do when those feelings come up is up to you. But the way that I kind of prevent these feelings from growing too big. So literally look at this person on paper. Write down or like just make a fucking mental list of what the situation is. What's going on. What is the reality of what's happening right now? We're having sex or we're in a situationship. Neither of us want to commit. Whatever. We're enjoying each other's company for now. If you're hooking up with somebody and you agreed to only be friends with benefits, okay, it's not going to go anywhere further. And remind yourself of that. You have to give yourself a constraint so that you can feel the freedom to fully enjoy it. So if you're over here not constraining like where your brain takes scenarios, you're going to be stressed the fuck out and it's going to be a lot less enjoyable. You're going to be constant with the back and forth. Oh my God, how do I not care? And it's just going to get too much. So... I give myself a constraint when I meet someone. Like I had a friends with benefits last year in like August. And I was like, okay, I know I'd never date this person, but we're fucking, we're hanging out, we're having sex. It was fun. It was a little friends with benefits situation. And I knew I was never going to date them. So I set that in my mind. I made that very solid. Like, okay, dating is not a potential. Dating is not an option. Both of you get clear on what's going to come from it or what the potential is of it. And if there's not a potential of it going further, lock that at, we will never date and then enjoy having sex. Enjoy your friends with benefits. Enjoy your little situationship. Enjoy it for what the fuck it is now. There's no point in worrying about it. But this is one way that helps me not get feelings for people is like I put the constraints of like how far this can go. And then when I have thoughts or like I entertain things about this certain person that I like, it doesn't go past that because I've set up that wall. I do not let my brain daydream about dating this person or being with this person long term. If we're just fucking, we're just fucking. So you have to get a leash and tie that bitch around your brain and not let it go fantasize about what it could be, where it could go. Girl, put a constraint and enjoy it while you have it. When you put a constraint around it, you're allowed to just enjoy what it is right now. I promise it works, but just get very clear on your situation and what is happening now, not what could happen, what potential is there. Fuck that. Sit here and play in your little playground and just enjoy what you've just created a barrier around because it's safe in there. Oh my God. Next person said, is somebody telling you that they can't commit to a relationship because they are too busy and excuse? Yes. 
Oh, here's another one kind of on that page. Oh, let me tell you my situation. So I'm dating this man. He's very busy with work and I know about that. However, I'm a person who needs attention when I'm dating someone and this man didn't text me back for more than a week. I would have been blocked his ass. You got 24 hours to not respond to me. You really, you got 12. <laughs> or you best have a good excuse like you was in the hospital, you had a heart attack because you just couldn't breathe without me. <laughs> so he didn't text her back for a week and then she goes, he's also posting on social media. But when I call him, he texts me he's busy with work. What do you think about this? Do you think it's possible to not talk for more than a week with a person you actually like even though you're really busy with work? Babe, I don't care how busy someone is. If you put something they value in front of them enough, they will find a way to accommodate that and bring it into their life and make sure it stays in their life. I hate to say this. He doesn't like you enough. Anyone giving you any fucking excuse why they can't be with you is an excuse. Literally, just think about it. You asked me, do you think it's possible to not talk to someone for over a week that you really like? Could you do it? No. If you really liked someone, you're not going to feel comfortable going a week without talking to them. But what would make you feel comfortable not talking to someone for a week? If you didn't like them. Personally, what would Leo do? Ghost his fucking ass. I would have been ghosted. Do not ever beg someone or ask someone to talk to you or ask someone to like you. That's pussy shit. That's weak shit. You don't fucking do that, okay? I'm looking out for you. I love you. Get the fuck up off your knees. Don't be begging for nothing from nobody. My ego is so fucking fat, I don't even beg God for shit. <laughs> I'll take that up with him when I die, okay? But people make time for what's important to them. And I want you to remember that. So stop looking for another explanation. If people make time for what is important to them, if they are not making time for you, what does that mean? You're not important to them. And I know that hurts to say it. But if I sit here and lie to you, you will never get out of this position. It will only get worse. So me being honest with you and telling you the truth sets you free from the pain you're in. I'll always just be honest because that's what truly caring about someone is. Lying to them keeps them trapped in a false reality. Like that's not cool. It's not fair. It's not nice. People think lying is nice. No, it's fucking not. Okay. This person said, can you please talk about feeling stuck in a cycle and how to get out? So if you feel like you're stuck in a cycle, you know exactly how to stay stuck in it by doing the exact same shit you're doing. So when a situation happens and you handle it a certain way and then it comes back around and happens again, you know a surefire way to stay stuck in that cycle. It's by doing the same thing you did before. So what I do when I feel like a situation is recurring and I feel stuck in a cycle is I assess, okay, what the fuck can I do different that will lead me to a different outcome? Because for me to sit here and do the same thing that made this situation come back around twice and expect a different outcome is stupid. Like it's literally fucking delusional. If you want to break a cycle you're stuck in, you have to break the pattern of your behavior to get out of it. Quit doing the same shit that keeps you stuck in a cycle. As soon as you make one change, you're out. You broke it. It's literally just one decision. One decision will break any cycle you're stuck in. So just look at what is keeping you stuck in it. What do you keep repeating that is contributing to the cycle repeating? And then break that shit. Stop doing it. Think of other things to do. It's all able to be changed by you. I promise. So just hunt for those explanations. And it's not going to feel comfortable to do something different from what you've always just done. There's safety and certainty and predictability in a cycle. So for you to do something to break it, 
Are you sure you want to break that cycle and step out of it? You got to assess that in yourself too. Because when you break that, there's no more predictability. There's no more certainty. There's no more safety. There's no more nothing that you're used to. It's going to snap you out of that fucking cycle. Are you ready for it? If you are, change it. All right, the next situation is just one of many. A lot of you wrote in about what to do after school. So someone said, how do I know what to do after I graduate school? I'll be graduating soon and I still have no clue what to do after. Girl, nobody fucking does. So when I graduated high school, I took advice from my mom and went into nursing school and I was gonna go become a nurse anesthetist. Like I literally jumped in at 18. Like after high school, there was one week before summer classes started at the college that I wanted to go to and I was allowed to jump in that fast and I did. So after high school, I had one week off and I jumped immediately into my college courses because I was like, let's speed this shit up because I went to school over the summer when everybody else was partying. And when the fall semester came around, I was already a few classes ahead. I think I took three courses over the summer. It was hard, but I was three classes ahead of everybody. And I graduated as a nurse at 21. Like two months after my 21st birthday, I was a nurse. So I like to get ahead. I like all that shit. But what I did was follow kind of like a plan because I had no sense of direction. Like I was like, okay, nursing is something that I can do. I love learning about the body. We all live in one. It makes fucking sense. I learned a shit ton, but I just basically picked something I knew I could make stable money at. I'd be safe. I had job security. I learned about the physical body. I learned how to deal with everything health related. And I got experience in the hospital. Like everybody goes to a hospital at least once and everybody lives in a human body. So I wanted to learn everything I could about it because I'm stuck in one. But since graduating as a nurse and working, I realized quickly it's not what the fuck I wanted to do. And I quickly jumped ship and started doing everything that I want to do. And look at me now. Everything worked. And I had no fucking clue that this is where I would end up or this is even an inkling of what I would be doing. I had never even imagined this. But my point behind saying all of this is don't stress too much about picking the right thing and figuring out what the thing is that you're meant to do people are not meant to pick one fucking thing at 18 years old and do it for the rest of their life look at anyone who's done that and come back and tell me how fucking miserable they are to expect people to just make a decision at 18 years old for what they want to do with their life and their career without having that much life experience and expecting them to just like never grow and change and evolve to have new desires and want to do different things, that's unrealistic. So give yourself a little grace from that pressure. It's going to feel like a big pressure, but don't stress too much about finding the right thing. There is no right thing. You're going to outgrow shit. You're going to change. You're going to level up. I don't know how many people actually haven't had a career switch at some point in their life. There's not a lot of people who just pick one thing and stick with it for the rest of their life till they retire. It's very rare actually. But I'm friends with a very, very successful surgeon. And I asked him a long time ago, if he could go back to being 18 years old, what would he do? Because he's a surgeon now, makes a fuck ton of money at that. And he also got into real estate and he does a lot of investing with that. And he makes like three times what he makes as a surgeon in real estate, but he's able to invest in the real estate because of what he makes as a surgeon. If you play the shit right, you can really stack on it, but he's so incredibly business smart. And it's like everything he touches just turns to fucking gold. And I was like, how does he know what he knows? So I actually asked him like a year ago, if you could go back to being 18 years old and you graduated high school, what would you have done different? Like, what would you do if you didn't know what you wanted to do, if you didn't know if you wanted to be a surgeon or not? He was like, I didn't know if I wanted to fucking be a surgeon. I just did it. And I forced myself to do it because of my parents or whatever. But he looked at me and was like, Leo, honestly, what I would do if I could go back to being 18 years old is I would get all my shit, put it in a couple of bags 
and just go travel the fucking world. Go pick up odds and ends jobs, random fucking places. He literally was like, I would just go run away and just go travel the fucking world. Get my backpack. I'm young. I'm resilient. I can do it. And just go work odds and ends jobs. Money's going to come and go. It'll teach you how to toughen the fuck up. It'll teach you business. It'll teach you sales. It'll teach you everything you need to know and the experiences and the people you'll meet. He's like, that would have just sped everything up for me. That's the advice from someone who is way more successful than me right now. <laughs> That's just a little insight I wanted to throw out, like another perspective. But what I would do and what I really encourage is go to fucking school for something that you know is stable and will make you decent money and you can live. Worry about finding your purpose and all that fucking shit that spirituality preaches once you got money. And once you're stable and you have a plan B to fall back on, because what I have still taken the risk to pursue everything that I've done, if I didn't have nursing as a cushion and know at any moment, if everything I'm taking a risk for fails, I always knew I can at least just go back to nursing, make decent money, work, be fine. I was able to go and jump and take these risks because I built myself a launching pad of stability and safety. It's harder to take a risk when you have nothing to fall back on. So if you're young and you don't know what the fuck you want to do, go to school for something. Research everything there is. Go shadow people. Go work with accountants. Go shadow a nurse. Go talk to all the people in the positions you are considering holding. Ask about the details of the job. Ask about if they like it. How did they get there? What do they suggest? What would they do different? Go talk to these fucking people. But I would say pick something that will give you a sense of stability where you can get out on your own, be independent, learn some fucking skills, and be okay because when you have that under you, then you can worry about going and pursuing what it is that makes you happy and fulfilled and your joy and all that shit. You need to go learn stuff first. You need to go have some experience. Get something under your belt where you can be self-sufficient. And then you can worry about the whole like being happy shit. <laughs> okay, so our next situation is about cheating. <laughs> I'm the one to ask about that shit, girl. I'm so sensitive. I'm like, if you looked at somebody else, you just cheated. <laughs> Not really, I'm very logical and I'm very rational, but when it comes to relationships, bitch, I'm quick with it. I'm quick to react on my emotions when I care about somebody like that. And I'm very sensitive to disrespect, but this girl said, I recently caught my boyfriend of two and a half years getting off to TikTok hoes. I consider it a form of cheating. He doesn't. I'm starting to trust him again after a couple of months. Am I wrong to do so or am I crazy for thinking that is cheating? My boyfriend said that he doesn't like being labeled as almost a cheater since it was basically just porn. He also went on Q&A websites to see if people's opinions on similar situations matched his to prove me wrong that it's not cheating and it's just a simple talk about boundaries. This all comes down to you have different versions of what you think cheating is. You see it as cheating, he doesn't. The disconnect is very clear. You will never convince him that that is cheating. And you are unstable in your definition of cheating. So you're questioning it now. Is it cheating? Am I wrong? He's dead set. He's not questioning shit. He's 100% solid. That's not fucking cheating. And he's looking up other things to validate his beliefs on it to prove you wrong because he sees that you're unstable in your belief. If you truly believe that is cheating, you should have been left this fucking ass. So what I'm going to say for you to do is get very clear on what your definition of cheating is. If you can sit down and list out what cheating is to you, question it, evaluate it, assess it. Do I want to choose that as my definition of cheating? Yes or no. 
if you decide that him getting off to TikTok hoes is a form of cheating for you, that's not up for discussion. If you see that as cheating, according to your definition, and that is a deal breaker for you, that is not up for discussion. If that is a deal breaker, break the deal. No deal, bitch. You don't get to beat off the TikTok hoes and fucking date me at the same time. I personally would not be cool with it. I don't really think it's cheating, but it don't fucking sit right with me and you're not going to do it. But honestly, like I always do, I'm going to read into this shit a little bit more. For you to say that something bothers you and you don't like that he's beating off the TikTok hoes and for him to have the reaction of, I didn't do shit wrong, it's not cheating. That's a big indicator. There's a disconnect there and you need to get your fucking ass out. He's not worried about what he's doing that hurts your feelings. He's operating off of definitions. That's not cheating. I didn't do anything wrong. He cares more about clearing his name and having his conscience cleared than considering the way that you feel. I know I didn't do anything wrong, but the way that I care about somebody, if you're bothered by something, I'm concerned about it. It's not going to sit right with me that you're bothered. I'm going to check in. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to figure out why it bothered you. I'm going to try and clear things up and make sure we're on the same understanding and the same page. If you're upset, you're allowed to fucking be upset, even if it sounds irrational. We're going to get to the bottom of it. There's a reason you feel upset. And for him to take the approach of like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. We're not talking about it. I'm fine. He's just completely just discarding you in the way that you feel and leaving you to deal with it. Is that a fucking relationship? No. You don't get in a relationship to be the only one left to deal with the way that you feel. That is not a partnership at all. That's someone you're going through life next to. That's not someone you're going through life with. Ooh, this one makes me excited. Someone said, should you lower your standards for a fling since they aren't making the investment for a relationship? Nope. Basically, you're asking, should I lower the price for someone to get access to me because they don't want to pay yet? Episode 68 of my podcast is all about standards and how they keep you safe. I know it's enticing to kind of be like, all right, I just want to like kind of drop my standards a little. It's okay because I'm not like I don't want to do a full relationship. So I'm just going to lower my standards and get with this person. It's not that big of a deal. It's easy to convince yourself of that when it's like that, but when you look at it, what it truly is of like devaluing yourself for a fling, it's harder to just drop your standards. And the main reason I don't drop my standards for a fling, for a hookup, for a friends with benefits, for none of that shit. I don't do hookups no more. I don't know if I'll do a friends with benefits. I made a commitment to myself. The next person that I fuck is going to be someone that I'm dating. I'm not giving people sexual access to me like that. Like it's, you got to be of quality and of caliber. And I'm going to go through a lot of assessments of you before I even date you. And that's going to let me know you are of quality for me to like give myself to like that. But the biggest thing that helps me not drop my standards for a hookup or a fling or anything like this is the next person you go to date. If you're over here dealing with people having flings and hookups with people who aren't shit, the next person you date is going to assess you as way less valuable. Because if I meet a guy... And I know he's got all these things going for him and he's great and he's this and that and he matches me. And I see the people that he used to hook up with and have flings with and I see that they're not equal value to him. Like he was basically settling and just like going for that shit. I'm gonna look at it like, okay, like that's what you think you're worth. Why the fuck would I get with you if you're over here fucking people like that? That's embarrassing. I don't wanna be that for the next person that I'm with. I want the next person that I'm with to know Nobody gets access to Leo and he actually does know his own value. He's not over here just settling 
for flings and sexual desires and shit like that. If you actually want to be someone valued and you want to actually be a match to someone who is at your standards, you can't be dropping them for no one. Because like, what the fuck do you look like over here fucking some loser? Just because you're bored and you want to fling? Is it worth it? Is it worth losing the person who you could potentially date, who is all of your standards for this person for now? Is it worth it? But that's my biggest thing is like, I don't want to ever be an embarrassment to who I'm with. So the next guy I date, you're not going to have fucked with anybody nasty or weird or gross. And neither have I. And when you meet someone like that and you both match like that, please. And I hate that it is like that. I hate that's the way it is. Like for me to look at a guy and he's like been with people who were like Joe Schmoes or like below his standards, I'm going to just be like, Ugh, I'm going to look at him different. Like you can fuck whoever you want. I'm not whore shaming. I'm not slut shaming. Go fuck whoever you want of caliber. Do not drop your standards to just fuck to fuck. That's how you devalue yourself. When you fuck these no good, nobody ass people. Stop dropping your standards. Like if you want to go fuck around, fuck around with people in your echelon, bitch. Fuck with people on your standards. That's hot. Like when you have a track record of like, you've hooked up with five people who are all high quality people all at your standards and match you that's not intimidating for the next person to be with that's like all right you best come correct and have your shit together but if you fucked five people who are beneath your standards the next person that comes to you that's actually at your standards is going to be like all right this is the last situation for this episode of what would leo do so this girl said i have trouble making girlfriends because of my anxiety even though I have opportunities to make girlfriends, I feel like I fuck it up because I pull myself back and think too much about how they view me. Any tips on overcoming this? My first tip is watch what you speak over yourself. You said, I have trouble making girlfriends because of my anxiety. That is going to do nothing but make your anxiety an enemy. You're going to turn your anxiety into the scapegoat. Your, my anxiety is why I don't have the life that I want. My anxiety is why I don't have friends. My anxiety is ruining my fucking life. Don't speak that over yourself. That's a very powerless way to live. You have to face the reality of a situation and speak what is really happening. So I have a desire to make friends that are girls. I have opportunities to do that. But I feel anxiety and then I let it stop me from putting myself out there, from acting on these opportunities. I let it stop me is different from I can't do it because of my anxiety. You let it stop you. Every single human being walking this earth has anxiety. Some people are more crippled by it than others, but it's a normal human emotion. Anxiety is fucking normal as fuck, okay? Everyone freaking out that like anxiety is so bad. So many pharmaceutical companies make so much money off of convincing people that their very normal emotions means that something is wrong with them and that their emotions are not okay and that they are bad and they can sell you shit. They can sell you medications, they can prescribe you things and you take them. There's nothing wrong with anything that you fucking feel. Not a single emotion is bad or wrong. You've been taught they're bad or wrong and your reactions to them make them seem bad or wrong. So that's my first tip for overcoming this is stop speaking things over yourself that take away your power because that's what you're doing. My second tip is you said, I pull myself back and think too much about how they view me. If you're going to do this, you really need to think about how these other people are viewing you. Really climb out of your fucking perspective and climb into a girl across the room that you want to be friends with. Look at yourself. Do you look weird? Do you look not normal? 
Do you look fucking strange? Is it weird for you to come talk to me? How would I feel if that person, you, came over and talked to me and showed interest in being friends with me? I would feel good. I'd be excited. You also are convincing yourself you're the only one that wants friends. It feels good for people to take interest in you. It feels really good for people to want to be friends with you. So from the perspective of the person that you want to be friends with, if you keep getting crippled by worrying about how they're perceiving you, fully perceive yourself. Like I said, you feel how you feel. You want female friends. So the perspective of the person that you're considering being friends with, I want friends too. Would I be happy if she came over and talked to me? Hell yeah. Would it make my fucking day, honestly? Yeah. You're not the only one that's looking for connection, babe. I promise. I just really want you to take a second to look at that and see that you don't look strange and it's not weird for you to want to make friends. That's very normal. That's very fucking normal. But also take it one step further. As the perspective of the person that you want to be friends with, if you're looking over at yourself, what makes that bitch fucking weird? What makes me not want to be friends with her? Fully perceive yourself and then fix that shit. You being over there all anxious and freaky and weird, or if you're like me and you get anxious and you go stone cold mean and you just like shut down physically, like on the external, you just go through the motions. I look like a mean motherfucker. Do you look mean? Do you look sweet? Do you look like you're someone that I would want to approach? Because people probably think about approaching you too. Everyone wants friends. So look at, is there anything you're doing to repel people? Is there anything about you that makes you like, Okay, that's fucking mad weird. Like if you're over here just like freaking out antsy, like anxious, and you just look really awkward, fix it. Start identifying what is weird about you by climbing into the opposite perspective. Stop like half dabbling with how you're being perceived by others and fully look at that shit and clear it up. Assess it, reassure yourself, give yourself the grace, and then fix the shit that makes you look weird. <laughs> But I've had to do this with myself a lot. I have to do it almost daily where I like tap into the perspective of someone else to assess myself, to give myself reassurance. You don't look fucking weird. And like, if you're worried about something that you're saying, okay, if someone came over and said this to me, how would I feel? And then don't say that if it makes you feel fucking weird or think of something that would evoke the response that you want to have. Don't overthink it too much. Just flip into other people's perspectives all day long. If you're worried about how you look and you're worried about how something will come across, just perceive it happening to you. How would you feel? Would you like it? And what would you like? And then do that for other people. All right, that's all we got for this episode of What Would Leo Do? If you want to be in the next episode, the link will be in the description, like I said, for you to submit your situation. All of my social media and everywhere you can follow me will also be in the description. And if you like this video, leave it a big fat thumbs up. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, leave me a five-star rating. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're trending, bitch. This podcast is number fucking one in the education category. What? <laughs> I saw that the other day and freaked the fuck out. Like I posted it on Instagram and I was like, everybody who believed in me, thank you. Everybody who didn't, choke. <laughs> so we're number one for education and we're number two in all categories. Only person above me is Joe Rogan. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but bitch, what the fuck? Like, I just wanted to say that and just say thank you for a second because what the hell? Literally, me just over here just sitting at my desk talking shit. <laughs> I charted. What? Oh my God. I love you guys so fucking much. Everybody be safe. Take care of yourself. Keep up with me on Instagram and TikTok and all those places because I've been posting a lot more on my stories and shit. <laughs> I hope this was helpful. I love you all to death. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday.